0: You're listening to the PK Experience Podcast, where I tap into the minds of today's impact players. My name is Peter King. I'm the host of the show, and my guest today is Tanya Connie. Tanya is someone who calls herself a soulful PR agent, agent. and when I first heard that, I thought, what the heck is that? And then I thought, I want to know more. And I got on the phone with Tanya, and she started to explain to me that it's like traditional PR, but she brings her own blend of intuition and soul work to really amplify and bring about more impactful and transformational messages of her clients to the limelight. So I thought, oh, that's really a cool concept, a really neat idea. And she works with a lot of spiritual leaders and consciousness leaders, uh, alternative healers and that sort of thing. And a lot of her clients have gotten major media outlet um distribution from places like the Good Morning America, Almost 30 Podcast, um, People Magazine, the New York Times, the Los Angeles Times, amongst many others. So she's done a phenomenal job at helping her clients get more attention and get more media through her soulful PR. And it's my pleasure to have her on the program. So let's get into it. Here I am with Tanya Connie. All right. I'm here with Tanya Connie. Tanya, how are you?
1: Amazing.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Glad to, glad to have you on the program. You were introduced to me by a mutual friend of ours, and uh, I'm excited to, to get to know a little bit more about what you're doing, especially given the, the context that we're in right now. We were just talking prior to the recording that uh, th- things have changed quite a bit since we originally scheduled this call just a few short weeks ago. So all of a sudden, we're in this, this whole new world, and um, of, of the podcast guests that I had pre-scheduled prior to this whole coronavirus thing, yours is one of the ones that I'm very excited to talk to, about because of the nature of what you do. So for those that don't know, why don't you give us a, a brief intro to who you are and, and what you do?
1: Absolutely. Um, you want me to start with what do I do or a little bit about my background?
0: Uh, why don't you give a little bit about your background? I'm always I'm very interested in like origin stories? Like, how did, you, yeah. how did you get into what you do? So I know. that's kind of interesting to me.
1: Because I always forget that that's also part of me. I'm like, oh, I'm social publicist. And I was like, yeah, but how'd you get there? You're
0: right. <laughs> yeah, that backstory um, tells a lot.
1: Yeah. My backstory is interesting. Um, I do come from a family of two uh, Persian immigrants. They are from Iran. And my dad definitely stayed in the workforce for like 25 years. And I feel like transformational thought wasn't really part of his process, but he did marry a woman that was very much into inner work, introspection. And even when things weren't working out in their marriage, she always had a way of finding tools and resources to look within Mm. to see what's going on. And then she would invite my dad to come to some of these personal development workshops and it didn't land for him as much as it did for my mom.
0: (laughs) I know know that nature. I've seen that. I've been to several of those programs and yeah, you see the husbands (laughs) that are just heads down, dragged in. Yeah. Why am I here?
1: Uh, Yeah. My, my dad wasn't so much into emotional intelligence and God bless him. His upbringing was very different than my mother's. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't grow up in a spiritual family, but I did grow up in a family where freedom was very much given to me and my sister. And nothing was forced down my throat, nothing. And you have to understand, at that time, I was known as being Islamic. So I did introduce myself as having a Muslim background. But because none of us practiced religion, or we had anything that we were connected to, we didn't really identify with religion. Because I would celebrate Christmas, you know, when I, as long as I could remember, Christmas was like, The time of tradition and and then coming together and family. Like I never had this notion of religion in my family, Hmm. so I had I had freedom and to choose and freedom to discover what really spoke to my heart. If I took lessons that I didn't really like, then you know my mom just gave me the freedom to choose something new. There, there was no. Like, this is the way it's supposed to be. So it it leads up to how I kind of came into my findings with transformational work and personal development and my first, not my first employer, but my first employer that really just shifted me into a place of responsibility and felt really connected to the culture was Lululemon. Lululemon was um, the ultimate source of me being a developed person and doing inner work because they sent me to landmark. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. I was going to say like because of the culture or whatever, but oh, but because they sponsored personal development work.
1: Yeah, it was, it was part that, and it was part of the culture for you to be really connected to something that's beyond what you were doing in that moment, which is what is your vision? What are you living for? What are you creating? Like Mm -hmm. the language that really lived in Lululemon at that time was very empowering for me as an employee and as someone who was very connected to who she was. Because my, yeah.
0: Sorry to interrupt, didn't the founder of uh, Lululemon do landmark? Like wasn't he?
1: Yeah, so Lululemon came out of one of of the trainings that he did at Lululemon. He envisioned uh, the company. He had this vision of bringing, I believe it was yoga and surfing at the time. Hmm. Uh, So that's where it got birthed was He had this like aha moment and I learned that quickly and developed in Canada. But once I started with Lululemon, I started really getting connected to being a person who loves growth and expansion. And then my mom on the other end, because I want to give two pictures, is like she was chanting at my house. She was doing Buddhist chanting. She would go to these like Persian landmark seminars. Um, she had coaches, she had healers. I went to my first healer because of my mom. Like when my parents divorced, my mom's like, we should go see this healer. Mm -hmm. And I remember in that moment that I really did connect to energetic work and spirituality, but not in the way where I'm like, oh, I'm a spiritual being. I was just like, wow, energy moves through me. I can feel it. And They even said like, oh, you're connected to source and angels. Like that came through my session. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's definitely a long path of, you know, these things that were planted along the way. Um, And then there, it wasn't until when I was in New York where I like hit rock bottom because I didn't know what I wanted to do after college. And I kept going back to Lululemon as kind of like my safety zone and I didn't have a defined career path. So naturally, I'm like, do I stay in New York or do I go to LA? And I gave myself one more chance and got on the phone with my mom's astrologer. His name is Joseph the astrologer. He, I believe he calls himself the astrologer of the stars. <laughs> and That's he's funny. so like under the wrap. He's not like out there known. I just love telling the story because it, it's really who I am right now based on what he predicted. Okay. and. I, at the time I was doing like, you know, just like store roles at Lululemon, like I was an educator, that's what it was called. Or I worked at a restaurant, which was definitely not in my soul path, but you had to do what you had to do. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you need to be representing people, you need to be uh, doing PR, media, TV, you need to find a media mentor. And then he goes even further. He's like, you are an amazing connector. And he just kept saying it. He's like, you need to be in media. And I'm like, what? Mm. Okay, I have no idea how to do that. Like, what does that even mean? What what sign are you? I'm a Leo.
0: Leo, and how does that relate to your Leoness?
1: Oh my God, in so many ways. As a Leo, I've always taken pride in connecting with anyone and everyone, really seeing who they are, and then also seeing the big picture. So as not just as a publicist, but as like a person uh, being a visionary, I can see the vision in the long run and I can see the impact the person has, like who they truly are. Mm-hmm. And then as a Leo, there's a lot of leadership qualities. And I, I really pride myself in not being this like behind the scenes publicist, because I believe that publicists also are a conduit to uh, giving this information on consciousness to elevate the collective so Mm. that's that did come in handy uh but this astrologer gave this to me uh i want to say about eight years ago so i had no idea where this came from it didn't make any sense at the time and then one thing led to another i had to move back to la and um i went back to lululemon and i was like this is definitely not it and then I ran into a friend from high school and she tells me, oh yeah, I'm working um, health and wellness PR. I was like, oh, health and wellness PR, what is that? And she's like, yeah, we represent fitness studios. Like it was very fitness rooted, you know? And at that time, um, I'm still in this like wondering and searching, uh, but what I was really committed to was my personal development because I was going and doing my landmark sessions and I was just continuing my education. So my mind wasn't a good place, but my soul was like, where are you going? Like, what are you doing? So I always was able to train the mind, but when it came to my soul path, I just felt so lost. I felt like everyone knew where they were going after college. I felt shame around not having a path of going to grad school or continuing uh, looking for entry-level jobs and landing those. I mean, I did interview, but none of them came through. Mm. And now knowing how spirit works, I was like, oh, spirit was on my side. Thank you, spirit. Tony, <laughs> <laughs> like, can I interrupt exists. you
0: really quick? Could you scoot yeah. back just a little bit so I, we can get your face in a oh, little bit? You're, yeah, you're sure. Cut off and you're,
1: oh, of course. There we go. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, so
0: so spirit's on your side?
1: Yeah, spirit's on my side. Um Yeah, and it was such a clear thing for me to see. I can see it now. Obviously, I couldn't see it then. But anything that I put or set out to create wouldn't come to fruition fully. So this opportunity to kind of inquire about this PR, health and wellness, that I've never done, and I've never, you just have to understand, I've never been in the world of media until that moment when she said that. Hmm. And I was like, okay. And I just kind of like ruminated in my head again, nothing happened. And then she put out a request for an internship at her PR firm. And uh, she was, she was like the PR manager. And she gave a recommendation for me to be an intern there. And now I am a college graduate. I'm about to take an internship. I have no idea what I'm doing, Um, but I just kind of trusted the process and went for it. And then that's what led me to uh, four years of becoming a part-time, full-time, and then a PR manager, essentially becoming the face of the company alongside my my former boss.
0: Gotcha. So what do you say to people when they ask you, what do you do now? What is, uh, How do you communicate that? Because it is not your conventional explanation, I don't believe, but how do you no, an- answer that?
1: It's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, soulful publicity at its core is a PR approach that's infused with soulful intention and intuition and also inner inner awareness and inner growth. So I use the tools that I use within myself to also bring through in my work because the traditional PR approach that publicists take, it works for sure. But there's a lack of consciousness and mindfulness that's really missing for me in the industry and within the media world. Uh, so what I do is I'm bridging the gap between consciousness and media and bringing through alternative holistic healings and modalities through mainstream media.
0: Can you give an example, uh, almost like a before and after, like what are some, what is the traditional publicist doing versus what you would do?
1: Yeah. So most, um, publicists, they have an easier, they have an easier way of landing media because they have something that's, Widely acceptable, like it's part of the norm, whether it's like a spirit company or they have a product or brand you know or they have um, an author that they're working with in that nature it's it's a lot easier to pitch to the media, but with coming from where i'm coming from, pitching a journalist or writer that you're working with the spiritual guide who's from like six generations of spirit shaman and that I'll just give you a a current example. And I'm trying to get out that he's known about this pandemic and that it's written in his book and that he actually has deep insight and wisdom on what's going on globally and what we need to do in this time so that we can make major reform and come out on the other side.
0: That's pretty deep shit. (laughs) (laughs)
1: So I have to find ways <laughs> to get that message out. <laughs> how
0: do you get that message? You know, it's interesting. Um, <clears throat> I've often said that people are driven to change either because they're one of the crazy, weird few, probably like yourself and myself that are just wired that way. We just like growth and we like to explore the inner world and how that connects to the outer world, et cetera, or pain. and mm. And I've often said to people, I'm like, cause you know, the question comes up, well, how do you change society? It's like, sometimes I don't know necessarily that there's going to be something until you just smash into a brick wall kind of a thing. And here we are with this pandemic where everything is ground to a halt and everybody's, I think, doing a lot of inner work, um, a lot of self-reflection, a lot of, uh, what really matters. Um, oh my gosh, you know, my, my parents are in this other state and are they okay? And how can I help my neighbor? And, like it's really causing us to, to look at those deeper things. Um, and so here we are. And so how does, um, does that, I would think to some degree aid what you're doing because your message is now perhaps more applicable to a much wider audience who's open Mm -hmm. to receive that kind of thing. Have Mm -hmm. you experienced that in the, you know, in the little bit of time that we've been in this new world? Well,
1: um, that's a really good point because I did have someone come to me. I'm not going to reveal the outlet yet because it will come out, but I did have a journalist come to me and she was very clear in asking me, What does I work with a spiritual shaman? His name is Shaman Durek. And she goes, What does Shaman Durek have to say about this? I feel like the medical system is failing us and I want to know what is like his alternative perspective, because she even got that the guidance is more valuable and essential than what we're getting from medical experts. And she came to me and we had started something months ago, but the timing of this is so imperative because she sees that there can be more value served to the people by intuitives and healers and spiritual guides not necessarily shamans in the ones that lead plant ceremonies, because those shamans are, are very different than the one that I'm working with. You have, he's kind of a bridge between spirituality and mainstream thought. And um, it's even, there's a lot of emotional intelligence training in there as well. So um, he, she asked if there's an uptick in, if I've seen an uptick in healers and intuitives being reached out more. And I went to my media network, And I actually posed that question to them and they started listing out all the people that they're working with either on a personal level or clients. And they said that their businesses are surging right now. Their phones are off the hook. Shamandirk told me that his phone is just like ringing off the hook because people are dealing with so many different issues. And it's not just on a oh, I need to be healed level. It's like, I don't know how to deal with my partner in this moment because Mm. I'm like in close quarters every day with them and I just don't know how to be with them or I don't know how to be with my children because I don't know how to homeschool and I don't know how to teach them this. Mm. It's like very ground level work that we don't realize is challenging to society and being a human because we're not actually present to it until it's forced upon us. Yep.
0: Yep. A hundred percent. What an interesting time to be in this space. Um, so what, what was the uh, you mentioned that the shaman had predicted this and like, what does he see as the next phase or the next, like what do we need to be learning or, or what are, if, if you know enough about his stuff to speak? In yeah. A...
1: Well, his whole book, like will just blow your mind <laughs> because now it's like, here you go. Here's the book. Um, It's called Spirit Hacking, and the first chapter is called The Blackout. It's so wild. Um, He speaks of the blackout as that we've had many blackouts in the past, and this blackout specifically, it does not just highlight the pandemic, but it actually highlights a lot of disruptions in planet Earth, uh, such things as like earthquakes and other things that may come rise later. Um, And in the past, things have happened too. like even the things that go on with like political leaders there, he refers to them as agitators, like everything is placed in the way that it's supposed to, because it's supposed to bring things up. It's Mm -hmm. supposed to highlight things that we have been either avoiding or um, not acknowledging and just like completely brushing under the rug. So he mentioned that something is going to drastically happen not just to a single region or a nation, it's going to happen to every single species on the planet and that we're being asked to take a really hard look at ourselves and our relationship to everything. Our relationship to ourselves, to our family, Mm. to animals, to nature, to our spirit, to our ancestors. To food, like literally everything to the core, all of our ecosystems and how we're showing up, and how and asking ourselves, are we leading with love? Mm. And if we're not, like, how can we spread more of that? So there's a lot of that going on. And um, you are, we are witnessing Mother Earth healing right now because she did need a break. She did need a break from humans, but humans need to get really real about what they've been prioritizing and what systems we've been building because they are being broken down right now for a reason. Mm-hmm. And this is a time for innovation, creation, introspection and being completely real about where we've been at. So there's there's a lot of work to be done.
0: Yes. Um <clears throat> thank you for sharing that. I know that's not your expertise per se, but I I yeah. there's probably <laughs> a lot of overlap with with where your heart is on that um, yeah. probably why you guys work together but um what do you what do you see on a personal level as the thing that we ought to be doing
1: yeah so i also have a connection to guides and spirits because i have been amplifying my spiritual practice and it it's so much more than like prayer like i actually feel physical things in my body and um i've been having some dialogue around this but i just got that this is this is a big wake up call and it takes something this big to disrupt patterns that we've been living out for a long time like it's almost like a place of exhaustion like we it can't continue to go the way it's been going because the human species will die out like it will like the human species will die out mother earth nature can regenerate itself can be reborn but we will die out if it continues to go this way so there is there is a pause and there is a uh, time for recalibration. So anything that we've been doing as light workers and light warriors, I'm like, I'm like standing on stage right now saying, get up, get up, rise up, start speaking your truth, start getting your messaging out there. I'm going on IGTVs or I, Instagram Lives and telling people on how they can start sourcing their own PR in, just in the source of them creating more visibility or getting their message out there because our work is like more important than ever than right now.
0: Mm. Well, I, I want to go deeper with that, if you would. Yeah, um, let's go. So, <laughs> first, first and foremost, for somebody who doesn't, who's not familiar maybe with that term, light worker, light warrior, let's yeah. define what that is so people are clear with that. And then um, let's speak specifically to those people and, and call them out.
1: Totally. Um, also, this is this is really great because I'm, also debunking the term woo-woo. So I don't believe that this is woo-woo anymore. I believe this is the norm. And until we accept that, we're not gonna move through this. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Being a, a light warrior it really has nothing to do with you being quote unquote spiritual. I believe that um, your connection to your soul and your intuition and you doing the shadow work makes you a light warrior. And then when you're tapped into um, the transformational parts of you where you know, you've know you healed your wounds, you've worked with your traumas, you've looked at all the stuff that gets in the way, you can look at it from like an emotional intelligence lens. You know, it's deep awareness and deep understanding of who we've become and why we've become that way. Mm-hmm. And once you have that breakthrough message for yourself, then you're able to share that with the world because now you have some inclination, you have insight, you have insight on how to heal that aid or that pain. And that's really what makes you a light warrior or a light worker. I don't actually don't know how they're intertwined, but either way, if you are in this, in this work of shadow work and seeing what's happening to our human species on a, on a conscious lens, then you have an opportunity to make an impact.
0: Um, Would you please define shadow work? I know it's coming from the Carl Jungian space, but um, I I don't know that a lot of people know what that term means. And specifically in context of all of this.
1: Yeah, shadow, shadow work, I feel like people have been looking at like, oh, it's like bad. Um, but the training that I've been doing with Shaman Durek and my own uh, shadow work is actually the truth teller. So it's all the stuff that we don't want to acknowledge. It's the stuff that's essentially your blind spots. And it's the things that are getting in the way of us fully being in our freedom, in our expression and having um, having the power to to lead to lead a new conversation. So definitely shadow work anyone can do. They can do it through, um, they can do it through healing modalities. They can even do it in emotional training work because it's very cathartic and it takes you through your past trauma, wounds, any narratives that you have and you acknowledge what's really there, which is the inner inner child work is, is another way of of looking at it.
0: Yes. Um, cool. So you, you said a second ago, um, helping light workers, light warriors find what their light is, their unique expression of it or, or their individual expression. How do you go about doing that? Is that something that you, with the services that you do or or are people coming to you already with that clarity?
1: Oh, um, sorry. I just got (laughs) it. Um, yeah, I do. I do support both. Actually, I I support, I support people with visibility. And I support people finding ways to get their messages out there. And then I'm also a stand for people to hear what I'm receiving through the work that I'm doing with the clients or the people that I'm engaging with. And I transmit that to the to our audiences to the public so that they have that information for themselves. So, I, I do feel like a conduit in some way, because um, that's what I've been told. And that feels very, that, I feel very connected to that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, how does then someone figure out what their, their mission is or their, their purpose?
1: Um, so, I actually said on a podcast that I, I feel like we're in a culture or a time where everyone's trying to look for their purpose, this one purpose. And it can be really frustrating at times because when people don't find their one purpose, then they feel defeated or they feel like there's a lack of meaning in their life. And I, I know what drives people is meaning. um, But the idea that I present to people is that we're, we're not, we're not two dimensional beings. We're quantum beings. So our purpose really is to just be in the moment and create from this place and be joyous and appreciation of who it is that we're being. Mm -hmm. And that is truly our purpose is to keep living through our truth. And if anything that doesn't align with you, then by all means, go and create something newly. But every, most people I know that create businesses or that are entrepreneurs, they start it and then they end it. And then they create something else. So there really isn't this just one purpose, this one defining thing that we think makes us up. It could be something your soul's connected to, but I don't believe that we just have one purpose.
0: I was going to, as the words were coming out of my mouth, I was thinking, I'm not, I wonder if this is the, lang- the language that you would use to, to call it that. Um, so putting purpose aside, what is it that somebody would come to you and ask for that you could help them get clarity in? Is it, is it, like with respect to their light work, if you would, like if they came to you yeah. and they said, Hey, I'm, I'm looking to make an impact, but I, 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 lack clarity in my message. I lack clarity in my, my, what cause I'm connected
1: yeah.
0: to. Yeah, Right. No, that's right. All over the place. Like,
1: yeah, that's right. It's, uh, it's usually has to do with their messaging. You know, they're like, I'm a, I'm a healer, you know, I'm a healer. I'm a, they do Reiki or they do Akashic readings and I don't specifically work with them one-on-one because my work with clients one-on-one is very different than the public work that I'm doing, which I'm providing information and insight so that they can be educated and informed to take the steps on their own. And what I'm, I don't feel like a lot of people need help with messaging. I feel like people need help with where to start. So if you're in a position of just being an expert and you have a skill or a modality and you want to share it with a larger audience, then I bring you to uh, different avenues that you can take on where that can be optimized or that can be leveraged because a lot of people don't know where to start. And a lot of people, to be honest, think they need a whole PR publicity thing, but it's a, it's a major investment. It's a total investment to bring on a publicist or a PR agency. And we do great work. Um, but not everyone needs a publicist where they're at. They can generate their own interest. They can create their own relationships and they can find platforms that that are very accepting of their messaging and work.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, just to be clear, what do you do as a publicist that's different than <clears throat> what a marketer would do? Why don't we just differentiate? Yeah, for a second? like
1: marketing, marketing yeah. and PR. Yeah. yeah, those two seem to overlap. For a lot of people. Um, marketing has a lot to do with the back end. And you, know, you want to think of, they do handle branding, they do handle messaging, and that can be part of their branding packaging, but they, they don't create visibility based on stories and getting uh, authentic messaging out there. Some, some people do, but I find that marketing is more geared towards sales, And there are marketers that are stepping up again, that are bringing consciousness into their work and uh, focusing on authentic messaging and having very truthful experts come through. Uh, So I definitely admire those types of people, but PR in like simple terms is increasing visibility and creating recognition so that this person or brand becomes a household name and that has that has a lot to do with their success. That has a lot to do with how many people can reach them and how many people they can reach. So PR really does move the needle and it can happen overnight. It just depends on what it is. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, in the environment that we're in right now, certainly things can spread very quickly. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm bad. Um, so can you walk me through, if I was a prospective client... Um, which I might be actually. So um, <laughs> I, I just want to get a little bit more uh, into the granular of, of the structure that you provide or the, like walk me through, hey, I don't know really who you are, how you can help my company. Mm-hmm. What, what, let's get a little bit into the, I, I understand on the broad sense, but I want to get more specific.
1: Yeah. Do you want to know the kinds of questions I would ask you? Yes. Or how the process works?
0: The, well, both ultimately, because part of what I'm after is for the listeners of this episode, I want them to understand the nature of your work, why it's different than uh, certainly marketers and that sort of thing, but why it's different than just traditional PR. Um, and because and, be, there are going to be those listeners that hear this and go, I have to talk to her versus mm. I need to talk to a publicist. So I want to understand your specific process. And, and yeah, some of the questions that you would ask.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I just want to wanna make this clear because it just came to me. I was like, wait, what do I do differently? And then I was like, oh, hello. Um, <laughs> uh, the thing with the PR, when you work with a publicist, y- you're always wondering if the results are going to come through. And sometimes there's anxiousness and worriness. And what I specifically look for is if that lives within the client, that's totally going to block the results. So I do energetic uh, analysis and I see what their energy is like, how are they going to be while working together? Because I can, I can pitch all I want and I can be on board with your, your mission. But if you are holding on to some worry, anxious energy, it actually blocks the results then it doesn't allow my power to stream through and then the other thing is um, I would want to know if you're really clear on what it is that has you stand out from the rest of the people that are in your industry and how is your approach or your technique disruptive to the industry Mm because most people I work with are disruptors and they're doing something to change the the conventional thinking, or you know, ch- have, creating a new conversation around whatever it is that they're doing.
0: Mm. Um, this was not my intention at all, but I'd be very curious if you're open to it. Can we do a little bit of that? because' um, I'm, I'm wanting to refine some of that for myself. And I think just hearing go through a little bit like a sampling of sort of what you do would be helpful for the listeners. Selfishly, I would love to know more what your thoughts are on my stuff, but um, we don't have to go there per se, but it'd be no, of course. Cool. Um,
1: you called this in, so you clearly manifested this.
0: I apparently, and I, it wasn't like I said, it wasn't my <laughs> intention, so here we are. <laughs> Somebody's speaking to me. I got some spirit guides saying, Talk to her, she's the one, talk to her, she's got to Amazing. Yeah, I feel like I've been bumping up uh, against the glass ceiling a little bit with my with my message and my positioning. There's mm. something, I feel like I'm close, but I feel like I'm, you know, you could probably know, you can be two millimeters away, but those two millimeters can make a massive difference once you get full alignment, congruence with the the, the message and the audience and the messenger, et cetera.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and I feel like I'm, I feel like the plane's coming into land, but I don't i, I haven 't fully landed it yet
1: yeah what's so what are you what are you looking to create with your brand what 's your ultimate goal impact mm-hmm.
0: I want to make a bigger impact um, and i I am inspired to work with other impact what I call impact players, people who are in the game of impact. People who are in the game of of giving a shit about other people. Yes, we all want to live in abundance and travel and have amazing relationships, et cetera, uh, to varying degrees. But there is a select few of people that I have found that are really like, no, 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 no. I am willing to sacrifice profits to do the right thing here for the short term. I'm willing to um, uh, fire uh, an A player because culturally they're not a good fit. Like it's those types of people who are really focused on, no, 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 I'm really genuinely focused on this flavor of impact that I'm, that I'm standing for. Um, mm-hmm. so I love working with those types of people. Um, okay. And I also have a deep, um, inspiration in the whole relationship space, um, specifically with just men. Uh, I feel like men are, uh, speak, you know, talk about shadow. Uh, I think a lot of men are just not fully stepping up. And I think that was a great time for, genuine masculine leadership not not the bullshit stuff that we've been sold by society but genuine loving benevolent but powerful strong leadership and then on the feminine side like i see a lot of roadblocks there with a lot of very badass uh intuitive intelligent smart women are bumping up against their own shadows um trying to be something that they're not deep down wanting deep connection and passion and love in their lives but they're either too proud to to go there or they're conditioned to, to not go there because it's weak or whatever the stupid thing is. Um, and so I, we
1: can help each other.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the spirit guys are going to town on us right now. Holy shit. Where is this going to go? I
1: was like, uh, hello, funny. eleven <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my god. That's so goodness.
1: good. That's so good. Wow. We'll have to, no, uh, your well, work is so important.
0: Mm, thank you. So it's yours. Yeah. All right. Here we go.
1: Okay. Um what is so I'm always curious to know what audience have you been building?
0: So those are the, those are the the two ones if I could call it an audience. The first one to me is is men of influence. Men who are uh either Um, aspiring and capable influencers or men who are already in that space um, Mm -hmm. but maybe plateauing and they're looking to take their message to a a broader to to create a broader impact or then the other message or the other um, audience that I'm speaking to is again what I call impact players but I know that's a little bit of a misnomer because what the heck is an impact player it's not common lexicon people aren't using that terminology so I would say maybe influencers or, or something of that nature. But, mm-hmm.
1: um, how large is your audience, like you have your podcast audience, but then do you have, do you have a platform where you're sharing content where you have high engagement? Are you keeping track of this? Do you know how engaging people are with the content and the information that you share?
0: I th- No. The short answer is no. Um, I mean, I, I've been very focused on creating good quality content, finding good quality guests, um, developing the systems to uh, produce that in an efficient manner. You know, so I have a small team now that does a decent amount of that, but I am behind on where I projected to be, you know, six months ago because I I feel like there's a disconnect a little bit with with what i'm standing for there's not resonance there i don't think it's unclear with the world my audience that are it's it's ambiguous like they're connecting to i think the desire of hey i'm I'm, i like to make impact too but what does that really mean and how how are you going to help me and give me clarity and it it lacks clarity right now in my opinion
1: and how often are you connecting with with your audience, whether through video or through your newsletter or, you know, doing Instagram posts, like how often are you connecting?
0: A daily basis. I mean, I, I I do have sub audiences. So, uh, you know, I do have, uh, men's groups that I'm constantly connected to, uh, men only groups that, and they're working through, you know, life issues. I'm also in primarily women's only groups. Um, it's open, it's co-ed, but it's, you know, 90, literally like 90, 95% women. So I, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of the feminine experience that I've better understood and that I get that. And I've gotten a lot of, um, feedback from women saying, it's really nice to have a masculine man be able to communicate to the feminine because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, uh, very ethereal men that might be in that space that are doing a lot of awesome work, but there's a, there's a void there. Um, so yeah, Value standpoint people have told me like you really need to work with women but like my heart is really I want to work with men because of sort of my upbringing and some of the issues that I went through
1: right it sounds like you really need to focus on building your platform because it it sounds like you have these focus groups but if I were to look at you as a whole there's an opportunity for you to now connect with people that don't know you or that aren't part of your groups. It's like coming and showing face more through social media, which is a major thing. Podcast is really great. I always say like podcast is your own platform. You can bring on experts. You can have deep, intimate conversations. Like there's, there's really no limit to podcasts. You can go as far as you want. Um, But if you produce more content, content is king. And by content, I don't just mean, um, you know, sharing wisdom here and there on your newsletter. It's like engaging in videos, like being that expert source, knowing, stepping into a place of thought leadership where you are sharing a new thought that can be expansive and maybe unique to what other people are saying. And those are the types of people that really stand out. And then um, the other thing is you really, you have to build your clientele. You've got to build who you're working with. What are the results? What's so transformational about the results? And, you know, specific people like tech CEOs are coming to you or you have like high profile experts coming to you or you have celebrities coming to you or, you know, just very distinct groups that would stand out in the face of media because they do ask you know like who has he worked with Mm -hmm. and i have to look you know and it's it's not it's not a vain game and i'm not saying that only people with celebrities stand out of course that helps because as soon as you say like oh i'm kim kardashian's healer or i'm kim kardashian's makeup artist like you already have a boost ahead of the game than others which is true you know entertainment really sells in media but then there's also the hell, I'm, I'm helping tech moguls or I'm helping CEOs of major companies and these are things to take note of because now it's forwarding you in your work and it's giving you a little bit more leverage than other people in your industry.
0: <clears throat> mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um,
1: is that helpful?
0: It, it, it is. Um, it's, I, I feel like that's the maybe the 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 level that i'm flying at right now to use the plane metaphor and i'm wanting to bring that into all right well what's that next step how do i create what that positioning is uh who that audience is um more specifically or more intentionally so that all of these things have alignment um and as well yeah. just you know i mentioned those different audiences to you before but again that the overarching thing for me the thing that i love whether you're a man or a woman or whatever is is what is your calling? I'll help you find it. And then how do we amplify that for the greater good for impact? Like that, that to me is an overarching thing, but because I know a lot about the masculine experience, I can go deep with guys and help them understand how they're getting in their own way, how they're not, um, giving, uh, credibility to their own gifts. their innate geniuses uh, that's staring them right in the face. Like, don't you understand this is can you not see how amazing you are right here? No, 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 I don't, you know, that's just nothing. No, 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 no. The reason why you don't value that is because it does come so easily. People take right. that for granted, right? So, and then in the feminine experience, I can I can go a little bit deeper there as well because I've done a lot of the, in addition to Landmark and some other personal development stuff, but very specific relationship related programs too. So I can go a little bit deeper in both of those sub niches. But again, the overarching thing is what are you inspired to do? What is your calling? I'll help you find it. And then let's build a platform so that we can create a bigger impact.
1: So that's in addition to the relationship, human connection work that you do.
0: Um, so to me, it's all, it's all encompassing. And this is where I get in my head and get, and I mm. get it all gets tangled up because it's, I can see that in each of those things. Um, so a little bit more granular, I've gotten a little bit more specific with um, the aid of a associate of mine, a friend of mine who helped me uh, better understand that I can help specifically with the messaging. Um, So these men of influence, um, maybe they're an author or a podcaster or a coach or a CEO or an entrepreneur or something like that. They have the means to, there's already a little bit of a fire there that we can throw some gasoline on and, and, take it to another level, but they're, um, they're not seeing, they're, they're a little bit off in their messaging. They're saying the right thing to maybe the wrong people or they're saying the wrong thing to the right people, right? Or they're saying the right thing to the right people, but they're not the person that needs to be saying it or that they need to be saying it a different way so that it resonates differently. So I look at those things, um, but then that same guy, oftentimes part of their block is maybe they have a relationship issue. Hmm. Right. So so these things don't seem connected, but they're very connected. So Um, you
1: connect intimate intimacy and relationship to how people are serving and showing up in the world. Ooh, do I? That's really good. Yeah. Maybe I do.
0: All right. Call's over. (laughs) Thank you for your guys. We're good. (laughs) good (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, ah, I need to, I need to, I need to sleep on that one a little bit. Um, I mean,
1: I'm happy to have a brainstorm session with you and, um, yeah, I feel really connected to what you're saying. And what's so interesting about what you said is you help people with essentially what you're having trouble with.
0: Uh, certainly things that I've had trouble with. I mean, I'm I'm much further along than I have been. Um, as I'm sure you can relate to too, like there's always new levels of growth. Um, I do have clarity and and um, grounding in both of those things, but absolutely there's, there's, you know, a lot more to go and I'm, you know, there's more exploration, there's more deepening the roots of both of those things. But, um, you know, I think, I think the metaphor of uh, sometimes people think they need to be at the top of the mountain before they can help somebody. And I realize that, maybe I'm not exactly at the top of the mountain of where I know I'm capable of of getting to but I'm further up than I certainly was before and I can see where other guys are just getting started or whatever so I know I can help them take the next totally 100%. yeah you
1: have a service to the world 100% yeah it's it's just for you getting clear on what what it is exactly that you're doing like how how is your service being identified and it yes. does it does come down to messaging and it does come down to language because you don't want to call yourself a coach everyone's a coach you don't want to call yourself a healer you really want to identify what's true and authentic to you yes and what's going to stick when people think of you and your work but yes. most importantly is how are they connecting to you which is yeah. your story your approach and the um, the tools, the tools and resources that you offer.
0: Yes. And so specifically to respond to your earlier question, yes, I am seeking to serve the very thing that I'm needing with respect to messaging. So yeah. Um, yeah.
1: That's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So if, yeah. Okay. So your relationship, how you connect to intimacy impacts how you show up and serve the world. Oh, I'd love to know what that reflection is for myself. <laughs> well,
0: are you, are you willing? I mean, we we're here. Uh, the spirit guides are telling, by the way, I'm lo- using that term sort of like facetiously. I don't mean to disrespect at all. I, I know that oh, there's no, tremendous value there. It's not my, it's not my, my everyday uh, language, but I, I respect that people come at these things from all these different angles and there's genuine value to it. Um, so, no, anyway, but Peter,
1: that's why I'm here. Yeah. I'm here to tell people that, like, like, I'm on the front line of witnessing that this is where we're headed. Mm. Like, speaking to your ancestors and guides is the norm. Mm. Like, there's, there's no such thing as this like ethereal, esoteric conversation anymore because we're so beyond that. The conversation has expanded so beyond that. That's why plant medicine and psychedelics are rising. Because people are now being a witness that there's so much more than us being in this physical body. And there's so much more than what science or medicine is telling us. Not to discount them, but they have to coexist. I
0: was just going to say, though, that the conversation is being forwarded lots of times by science. I mean, we're starting to see, um, you know, you talk about speaking to your ancestors. Somebody might think that's totally woo-woo. But then you can look at scientifically how our DNA, that there's intelligence in our and the cellular on the, at the cellular level of our i 'm speaking a little bit out of my ass, but at, <laughs> uh, in in the very nature and the very makeup of who we are that is genetically connected to previous uh, generations um, there, is, uh, there are mental blocks that are passed down from generation to generation because you know a hundred years ago, somebody was an alcoholic, and that created a certain psychological dysfunction that never was aware and and addressed and it got forwarded down. So there are, we are a product of what came before us. And so there's a deep resonance and, and I do believe that there is threads of, of science that we're now being able to actually point to at the biological level, which is crazy, but.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I brought spirit hacking to biohacking. So like there's an episode on Dave Astry's podcast. It's called, um, when spirit hacking meets biohacking. And then I also brought spirit hacking to The Doctors, which is a national TV show where they have a panel of doctors and they have been so open to bringing shamanism to mainstream that it's just like, that's, that's the new paradigm. And that's why I tell people, I'm like, you guys, there are producers and journalists and writers that are like, yep, This is what's happening. There's a rise in shamanism. There's a rise in alternative healing, and there's a reason why. Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, we don't need to prove it anymore. And so, I, between me and Shaman Dirk, we demystify spirituality because it's been so glorified or put in this box. But it's actually spirituality is our everyday nature. Like, it's our connection to plants, to air, to humans to ourselves like that is spirit in its nature.
0: Have you done um any research or or education in the Native American culture?
1: Um no, but shaman Durick, one of he just told me one of his blood lineage is Native American. <laughs> mm.
0: Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean this you're talking about the spirit that moves through all things and that's that's a very Native American uh Oh, that's gift, beautiful. I think.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. He- he does. He does. He talks about, he said in shamanism, it's all about your relationship to everything, your relationship and knowing how to create sustainability as a human being.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had the, the privilege of going to a, um, um. Uh, it's called tracker school with, uh, Tom Brown. I don't know if you know that name or not, but he's a, he's an author, but he was, he grew up under the tutelage of a full-blooded, um, Apache and, uh, whom he called grandfather. And so he was taught all the ways of the Apache native American and which included deep, deep relating to the earth, mother earth and to all things. And, um, <clears throat> it was a little bit outside of my, you know, upbringing. Um, but I got, I connected to, um, nature in a, deeply profound way. I connected to, um, you know, a a, a falcon, I think it was a falcon, maybe it was an eagle or whatever, flying over, like feeling a sense of brotherhood. And I I know that sounds silly in the the Western, you know, American traditional white man world, if you will, but um, it was, it was deeply profound. And uh, there's, there is something there that we are missing i think in america that um this could be a very power I, on the other hand i think america is um freedom is at the core of who we are innovation is at the core of who we are and you know when we're pushed up against the wall we respond with you know i think the best that the world has to offer because we are a conglomeration of of all that at least in theory of all that's great in the world um, So it's very possible that this sort of dark pause, seemingly dark pause, is going to really explode into something amazing that stems from the light healers and the light workers here in in innovative, freedom-loving America. That's my hope anyway. I don't know how I got off on that.
1: Wow. I just got your world. That you're in Missouri and you're like you're you have both feet one in like the modern Western world and you're like oh but I also believe in ancient principles and healings and you are finding ways to um, to deliver this messaging so that it lands for everyone and I guess my invitation for you (laughs) because this just came through my invitation for you is to not try to have everyone understand you. But for you to really just stand in your truth and what you feel is authentic, and for that to come through, and I, I honestly feel like that that's actually going to push you forward.
0: Mm, okay, I'm w- very open to that. I've, 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 you know, the the connections that I've had, the communities that I've been connected to and related to, have been crumbling over the last, you know, five, six, seven years, and um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, appreciatingly so i mean it's i, I really good people i love them some of them are family even but those bridges needed to be you know altered and yeah i'm looking to take that to the next level so i that that is significant to me um, wow
1: what a beautiful gift you have and this platform too for you to be that conduit for people
0: well you know that this whole Podcast this whole platform really was something that I backed into like it wasn 't obvious to me and it, and that is part of my own discovery that I want to pass on to other people that the very thing that you probably are really designed for may be completely in your blind spot because you took it for granted because nobody ever you might be you know cast in the wrong uh movie, so to speak you you know you are star it's somewhere else. Um, so yeah that's uh again i don't know where i was going with that you got me off on these little <laughs> i'm, <sorry. laughs>
1: I'm like... a little tired i didn't sleep a lot
0: last night either <laughs> oh so
1: why was... you having weird dreams about the uh, coronavirus? I'm,
0: well i i yeah i'm i'm yeah i was having some trouble breathing so you were a, yeah yeah so it was a it was a long night but um wow a lot of a lot of introspection and a lot of uh you know, I'm a survival. I'll figure it out. But
1: (laughs) You have a lot of tools. You have a lot of tools.
0: Yeah. Feels like it.
1: Yeah. You've been doing a a lot leading up to this. So this is actually a really great time to practice all of that.
0: Well, and it feels, it feels like you were saying before, like now is the time to really strike, you know, I I feel like I've been building into the, you know, I've been doing the podcast now for a few years and uh, it just feels uh, I just feel ready for let's go let's make this happen whatever that needs to be, but
1: oh, this is exciting, yeah, I'm happy to have a, a brainstorm session with you. I feel like we can carve out what you've been doing and I, I just like on, on an intuitive level i'm I'm seeing you be louder and more bold in your message
0: mm. yep I've gotten that feedback from, uh, from some other people that I really respect as well. Um, so I appreciate that. I'll take, I'll take cool. that. Cool.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so you were going to look at my relationship. I was just going to say, if you're, if you're world. open to
0: going down that path a little bit, <laughs> yes, um, I don't know I how much time, but yeah. So wait, give me a quick overview of where you're at and what's going on in your world. And we'll just keep this between us.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> just keep it here. Yeah. Um, Okay. So so you're, you're recording or no, you are recording.
0: No, I, I that was a joke. Cause yeah, we're I'm oh, still recording. Okay. This is still okay,
1: good. <laughs> yeah, no, this is full, full blown, uh, yeah. soulful ex- exposure. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Here, this actually came up for me recently, like this whole social isolating thing. I feel like it's a very interesting time to be single because now you're asked to be with yourself in every form every day with your emotions, how you're feeling. And then if you wanna be held or if you wanna be nurtured, it really has to come from you, mm-hmm. which is the practice of being sovereign. And I've definitely been in this practice. I've definitely had awareness around this, but it's harder now for me, not cause I'm alone, because I see the beauty of like the experience of having like a quarantine partner or just like a partner to be in this, it's isolation with, you know, like creatively, what could we create or how, how much romance can we create or what energies can we activate together? And that to me, that vision was very exciting. Mm. And I was like, wow, I wish someone told me that this was going to happen. So I at least could have prepared myself leading up to this and been a little bit more active. <laughs> a lot of readings that I've been getting from, you know, my mediums and psychics, my counsel they just keep pointing to that. This is a time for me to expand and grow my business. I keep hearing that it's time for your business. It's time for you. Um, specifically for my root chakra is like to get really rooted and get, um, my financial stability, get a place of my own. And once those things are worked out, then I will have like literally the space to create partnership with someone. But I just, I have this like deep yearning to be on that path. Mm. And this whole isolation is really bringing that to the forefront.
0: Um, You use the word isolation. I saw a Instagram clip earlier today, which was fantastic from Jay Shetty, who I'm sure you know. And he said, um, he said the difference, uh, isolation is you know there 's a sense of missing and and disconnection um, as opposed to solitude and solitude being an empowering it 's being alone in an empowered state and um, if you feel like you 're being called to step up your game in your business and take this to the next level because it really is the perfect storm for the work that you 're doing, um, that makes a ton of sense to have the self generating connection that Perhaps your heart is longing for. But at the same time, I have found even very recently that uh, serendipitously, universe, spiritual guides, whatever, um, that, that that naturally pairs you with somebody else who's doing the same type of work, um, who's also in solitude. And, uh, and then that can be an incredibly powerful relationship because you guys can co-create and not be codependent uh, while you're doing it. Yeah. Um, what is it? What is the, what is, what's missing? Like, what do you feel is, um, doesn't sit right with what you feel called to do right now?
1: Like being, being in this position that I'm in now.
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe I misunderstood, but are you, so you're feeling called to, to establish deeper roots, to um, expand yes. economically, et cetera. Is there a part of you that's also needing and or wanting a relationship during the process? Or you were talking about being alone and isolated, so I just was...
1: Yeah. No, this um, this period, not just during the pandemic, but beforehand, I think it's the first time in my life where I don't have like a connection to a male companion. Like mm-hmm. I don't even have like a crush or I don't have like a go-to person. Like my my uh need or for attention or that like flirtatious energy, like that's not I'm not being plugged into anything right now. And it's almost like I have no distraction. And there was like a part of me during this process where I was like Where's my Where's my distraction? Like, where can I? Who can I connect with, or who can I be pen pals with? You know, mm. like all all that, staying plugged into that male energy, and I don't really have that right now. And I was like, mm. Oh my god! Most of my conversations are with females. Mm. I mean, I have like my best guy friend, and then I have my my new guy friend who's gay, and he's amazing. I was just gonna <laughs> I say, every needs him. a good guy, a gay friend. <laughs> no, he's a, he came through my choir. She's wonderful. Um, and then I have like a really good guy friend. But as far as like that masculine, like king energy, even if they're not a quote unquote partner in my life, I don't even have that energy exchange right now, and it's so weird to me. And also, it's really great because I've been on this um this resurgence of myself and cleanse since I started. I started like ritual cleansing in February, and then I I went to Costa Rica and I went to Rhythmia. I, I did do ayahuasca. I had been holding out on ayahuasca for a very long time, and I, I, it's just like I I started shedding all of these layers of what I felt like was um, my connection to intimacy, and started rediscovering. The connection to myself, like I really did feel like I needed to get in sync with myself again. Whether it was like to love on my body or to really love the journey that I'm on and be an acceptance of it, like there, there was so much of that that has come through in the past two months, February, leading into March, and then now we're here. And I was like, oh my God, is this part of the process? Because it's just, it looks like it's all panning out that way. Mm.
0: When, when you are. At home alone, as a lot of us are right now. Do you love being around yourself, or is there do you you know what I mean? Like, or or is there a part to you like, oh, I don't like that I you know sat up super late last night and ate potato chips till three in the morning or something. Uh, You know what I mean? Are there parts of you that you're not fully in love with?
1: You know, i i really I really thought that I wouldn't like being alone, but I've actually found so many amazing ways to create this time with myself. Hmm. I have sang, I have danced, I have done videos, informational videos. I have like cooked, but not really because I'm really lazy with cooking. I've organized, I've, I've given myself permission to be excited about the things that I'm doing. I've, You know, I've gotten creative and expansive with what I want to do next with my work. And I've been putting myself out there. So in a way, I have been increasing that love for myself. And then I said, like, non-negotiable, I have to work out every day. Like, I didn't care what that looked like. I was like, non-negotiable. If you're really going to do this and you want to come out better on the other end, like you really have to stay with yourself, stay Mm. fully connected to yourself in every way possible. Emotionally, spiritually, physically, yeah, and um, I think that's it. Did I get all of them mentally? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. um, just one quick question. are you have you been somebody that's you mentioned that this is the first time that you really haven't had even somebody on your radar per se? Have you been somebody that's always um, been in relationships?
1: not not very deep ones. No. My relationships have been short term. I'd say I'm always a person that's connected to a guy in some way. Okay. Like whether he's like my physical companion or I have a guy that like I lean on or, um, you know, I I, I have like that some kind of, yeah, emotional connection to them. It might not be this like deep romantic love, but there's always like a guy (laughs) that I can call. (laughs)
0: That hey, that's what we do. You know, women call, we show up. We're there.
1: I'm so glad you get it.
0: (laughs) Um, What I was going to say was, it does really sound like um, the guidance that you feel you've been getting is uh, that would be my interpretation of all this too. That um, that this is space for you to really lean into your work and. Um, your work requires a lot of masculine energy. There's a lot of masculine energy that goes into building a business and setting a vision and being clear and direct and bold and having outcomes. And there's a lot of masculine energy in that. But, and I was going to say or suggest, but you already talked about it to make sure that you're connecting with the feminine. So the fact that you're dancing and cooking and singing and, and anchoring in your, your feminine, cause you, you to me resonate as somebody with a feminine core, um, but that is your home base, your emotional home base. Um, One quick question off of that. Do you, do you make yourself okay when you get frustrated or pissed off or angry or whatever? Is there stacking of story and "Ah, I shouldn't feel this way or do you give yourself some love there to say, it's okay for me to feel whatever I'm feeling in the moment? There
1: was a moment. I mean, so my, process with quarantining has like been up and down but it's actually been pretty leveled these past few days like i'm like i'm on fire but there was a moment at night i was playing Celine Dion and these were just like heart wrenching songs and my heart was so tender and then all this nostalgia came up and i started crying and then i even wrote on my instagram which i actually never do again and i said you know i cried on my mat i cried on my mat for my heart love nostalgia and healing like it really i just allowed myself to cry and i had i had no shame around it and there was even moments where i was thinking about past male relationships i had and even then i was like i allowed myself to like go in that in that place of sadness and feeling the nostalgia for what we had been creating or what i had and I don't know, I think I from there, I did give myself permission to feel it because it's not like it stuck with me like I expressed it to my girlfriends and counseled on it a bit, but it didn't it didn't like ruminate uh, much longer so yeah mm. um
0: you know what's coming to me right now is how how you had the courage to then share it on an even wider platform with your Instagram mm. um that's a very. Feminine thing, a very feminine energy to feel in the moment and then to express that, but then to you, you know in the for the average woman it's she 's going to express it to her girlfriends or to her spouse or boyfriend or whatever, but um, for you to take that publicly uh, shows a real strength in your vulnerability it shows a real confidence in your femininity and i I personally think that that 's something that a lot of women um, for lack of a better phrase, really have robbed us of. A lot of women have adapted a masculine nature to compete in a masculine world, and um, you're very capable of it. Nobody's saying that you can't. Like I, most guys I've talked to, hey, we respect results, and yeah, you're going to have your assholes that have an opinion about you know you being a woman or whatever. But by and large, I feel anyway that most men are okay with a woman, woman CEO, a woman, you know, in the military, whatever. So long as the we care about the results, right? However, if your nature is feminine and that's not being expressed in your work, there might be a void there that you can fill in um, that could expand your impact, that could draw the more of your clientele to you, that could uh, increase your revenue, um, because I I personally think that both sexes collectively have been at the very least very immature, and uh, we have fallen into these very immature, ridiculous. Uh, if 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 a hundred years, two hundred years from now, they can look back on us, they'll go, "What a ridiculous society! <laughs> what a what a dumb you know the, our entertainment, the pop culture, our our politics. For Christ's sake, it's like." Um, we have room to mature. And to me, that maturity is full expression of feminine in a powerful way, like taking your business and expressing that in a way that resonates with both men and women. Um, That vulnerability is a beautiful quality. Your intuition, uh, the awareness, the connectedness, um, those are all feminine qualities that I think we're lacking because a lot of women are drawn into trying to be more masculine-like.
1: Yeah. I do see that the ones, and I speak for myself, when we're in a position of drive and ambition, we're accessing our masculine power. And feminine is really just taking, not so much like giving up, but taking a seat back and trusting the process and being in like the grace of it all. Um, It can be really challenging when you're "Quote unquote," building something, and also being in your softness and your tenderness and your vulnerability, and yeah.
0: Sorry, I was I, gonna say I, I was uh, at a relation, a week long relationships program with wow. Tony, with Tony Robbins, and Amazing. it was some of the most intense, uh, impactful content and experience that I have gone through, and. Uh, there was a whole day that he talked about the feminine experience, and uh, and at the time it was pretty funny because people were like, "Well, because I don't know if you know Tony Robbins at all, but he's I do, of
1: course,
0: incredibly <laughs> masculine, right? Of course, of course, you know Tony Robbins. He's incredibly <laughs> masculine. Have you been to the relationships program?"
1: No, I have not made it to a Tony Robbins event yet.
0: Okay. So he, he, he has a presence unlike anybody else I've ever met, and uh, wildly masculine, like a f- force of nature. Uh, yeah. So here he is describing the feminine experience, and the, the day before he spent hours going through the entire masculine experience, and it shifted everybody in that room, and it was when it, it, it changed my life. The next day, everybody's anticipating this amazing, you know, now he's going to go into the feminine thing. And he like went 45 minutes or whatever it was. I'm probably not giving him credit, but it it wasn't as detailed or as powerful. And so a lot of people were like, ah. So they were like, well, let's ask Sage, Tony's wife. And so a lot of the women were talking to her. So Sage came up and she started presenting. And one of the things that she said that really stuck with me that I think was very helpful for a lot of the women in the room because a lot of the women in the room were badasses, CEOs and company owners and you know managers etc and they asked that question how do I how do I bring my femininity into the workplace this is a very masculine place and she said your ability to shape shift is your secret weapon as a woman your ability your your connectedness you can feel your empathy, what other people are feeling, and so. But you can shapeshift in a moment. It's not about necessarily being soft and passive or surrendering, although there's value in that too. It's, I think, also intuition, empathy, feeling what other people are feeling, being able to pivot and and flow with.
1: It's really uh, good.
0: The current of your of your business.
1: Um, That's really uh, good.
0: Yeah, because men, we can get. And that's, that's our gift. That's our value is I'm not going to fucking stop until I get my objective. And I don't care how big the mountain is or how big the roadblock is. I'm going to power through. And in our hardheadedness, sometimes that's a detraction, but it also is, you know, Hey, I got to get my, you know, my buddy's been shot. He's bleeding out. I got to get him to the helicopter, but there's only 400 enemy in the way. Like it's that level of penetration. Mm, Yeah. The word intentionally to get through, to achieve the result. Right, but that's that's our gift, but it's also incomplete because we do need that feminine energy to help us connect and feel in the moment and to be seen and to to actually relax for a minute and be okay that we're suffering a little bit too. Um, yeah,
1: no, that's a good point. I, you're right. Feminine doesn't just—it's not just identified by surrendering or being soft. It's also sensing, like we can sense danger and see. All the exits. Like we can scan the room a lot quickly than uh, the masculine, but it, it's not just feminine. I'm speaking more of like female, the female brain. Yes. So you could be you could be a male in feminine energy. Oh.
0: There we go. You're back.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> you can be you can be a male in your feminine, um, but the feminine at its core, it there is senses that you can sense into things that are more than the two-dimensional honestly it's it's really quantum being in your feminine and that's why when i meet men that are too much in their feminine i'm finding that they're this like ethereal man and it doesn't feel like they're fully in their root like if you were to come to me and say you're spiritual you meditate and you connect to source and all this stuff and but then you're also holding your your groundedness and your alpha masculinity then that that to me is attractive but when i meet you know the long haired (laughs) spiritual like floating around type of guy i feel like there's no safety there it doesn't feel like there is this king energy and i and sometimes I attract those types of men. I was like, "Oh, they're a little too expressive and a little too soft."
0: Yes, that's uh, what we call depolarization. Your, your nature, oh, yeah. your your core nature is feminine, and you're wanting to relate to the masculine as nature does. Um, but because you're probably carrying a lot of masculine energy just with your work, and maybe even some shadow stuff, that it is depolarizingly attracting. Feminine men, Uh, and I see that I see that um, dynamic everywhere, everywhere. Because there's just not a lot of strong men that can, first of all, a step into that space and pierce that energy. But here's the hard truth: Uh, there's not a lot of masculine men that are attracted to that. And so a lot of very masculine women go around the world saying, "Oh, all these men are intimidated by me and all this kind of stuff." It's like, no, you're attracting just softer energy. Because you're yeah. putting out masculine energy, um, masculine men are being drawn to the millions and billions of beautiful feminine women out there, um, who are not trying to carry it all and and prove themselves, and etc. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, have you? I be th- my feminine.
0: Yeah, I, you seem very feminine. <laughs> yeah, well, and the fact, like when you said um, that you were dancing and that you were singing, like that's that is oftentimes a thing that a lot of women forget how to do or don't do anymore
1: oh yeah yeah Yeah, that's true i'm really in touch with my performer self and my uh my body my body just gonna
0: say women have a connection to body men's connection to body is more as a utility it's a tool like i'm gonna lift this i'm gonna chop this wood i'm gonna (laughs) labor you know um Uh, And so we'll look at our physique in that way. We're connected that way, but women are connected to body in a way deeper way (laughs) than, than Mm -hmm. I think the average man is. So a lot of women forget to move. They forget to dance. They forget to be intimate and, and allow their body to, to to get out of their heads and and be in their, their nature. Um, And that energy doesn't always translate into the, into the workplace, which is, difficult dynamic to do sometimes for sure but uh, right it's what i personally what it's what i think the world needs um i was gonna ask you did you see the latest uh star wars movie
1: no i'm not really into star wars
0: (laughs) that's okay i'm not i'm I'm not trying to look at me weird (laughs) um i it's to me it was such uh daisy ridley is the the actress beautiful very attractive female but what I loved about her character in that movie, and I recommend people watch this movie for nothing else, just for this, is that she uses her feminine energy. She, she, she has masculine energy. She's fierce and she's, she'll kick ass and she, she'll battle. But there's, she brings healing. She brings intuition. She brings empathy. She brings uh, emotion and does it in a way that's not, um, oh, you're, you're, you're weak or you're soft. It's powerful. So it's a really good, like tangible expression, at least ideologically of what I think the feminine can be. And I think what is missing from a lot of uh, very accomplished, ambitious women is, is the confidence to post their stuff on Instagram and say, Hey, I was a mess today. And this is, it's a beautiful mess. Yeah.
1: I haven't had, I guess I haven't revealed a lot of that frequently because i've been holding on to like this i'm my image is soulful publicist and i try not to go so much into the vulnerability of my life your because soul. i don't yeah you don't, you don't <laughs> I share guess, your
0: soul and your soulful i guess. I,
1: think. I share my passion and my mission and what i'm standing for but when it comes to my connection to my heart stories and my heart journey. I have yet to go there. I used to go there. I Mm -hmm. used to go there. My whole Instagram was about like expressing and sharing and I've just become less of that person and more on a mission. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I guess my Instagram has removed some of that. Like you'll find here and there where I'll give insight into who I am from a heart space. Um, but everything i write is very authentically expressed but you just had me realize that i don't really express like what's going on in my love life or what's going on in my everyday life and i sometimes i don't want to fog people of what's going on personally with me when i'm when i'm really pushing this through yes which i feel like is like the focus of my speaking of my voice and of my presence in the world and when it comes to moments like this, then I'm I'm happy to share it vulnerably.
0: I think there's a way for you to. Um, uh, so, I think sometimes people hear that that mantra of you know, be vulnerable, share yourself, and people just you know they they share their like how they were roadkill in this relationship, and it's like oh like we don't want to we don't want to. That's not necessarily <laughs> motivating or whatever, but I, I think there's a way to elegantly uh share some vulnerable stories events et etc that then tie into here 's the here 's the value for you reader here 's the value for you clients and how this relates to being soulful in your business um, mm-hmm. I have a connection for you that i'll i 'll mention to you offline that she is that that is her jam like she helps people speak uh in that way and and so there I, there could be a really cool uh connection there but
1: does she have a branding agency?
0: Um, that's a good question. Yeah. That, I, I, it could be a very powerful relationship because I'm not sure that she does. So, and she, she ought to be on a bigger scale. So I'll, I'll connect you guys. Okay. Um, well, did that, did that uh, give you something to think about? Or do you feel like that was.
1: Oh, you gave me a lot to think about. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, you gave me a lot to think about. Um, I didn't. Don't really have the question of why I'm single. The question that I'm really posing to myself is how can I, how can I be the person that I, the kind of person that attracts that high vision love that I have been sharing or explaining when I speak of like, this is what my deep partnership looks like.
0: Yes. Um, I have, I have had some new revelations in that on that journey very recently um, recently met somebody and and it, it's the proverbial uh, wasn't looking for it um, I loved myself you know so it's, it's the things that we we've heard before and we knew but um, it landed very you know deeply for me uh, number one and then number two I've been pulling out distinctions like well why did that happen and what was it about it and, and she meets me, she kind of geeks out on that too. And so we've been sort of uh, identifying some of these distinctions. And uh, it even came to me the other day where I was like, I, I can teach somebody how to fall in love with their ideal partner without even relating to anybody else. Because one of the big things that came to me was that I had to go deep within myself. My level of depthness matched her level of depthness, And I would not be able to see her. She would not be able to see me. We would not be able to have that relationship where either one of us not to do our own work to go to the ultimate deepest parts of ourselves um, where we want to be seen, especially as somebody in in the field that you're in, you want, you're going to carry that depth into a relationship. And if it's not, you know, at least uh, the majority of it being, Seen, i.e., valued, appreciated, um, articulated, loved, etc. It's going to feel like a little bit of a miss. It's going to feel a little bit like yeah. oh, he doesn't really get me, or he's not connected to me, or whatever. So, yeah. doing that deeper work, um, and again, this is so. Then I like shift over to the masculine side. I'm like, there's numbers wise, are there enough men out there that understand that deeper work, that understand the feminine nature, that can relate to to her? Because there's you know, there's a lot of really beautiful, amazing, intelligent women out there that are looking for guys that are kicking ass but also are not effeminate, you know. Um yeah. they stay in their masculine, but they they have the emotional presence and awareness and it's it's few and far between in, in my anecdotal experience anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely oh that, that all lands so beautifully. So I guess my message to the world and the universe. Is that I am? I'm doing the work and standing in my truth to become the kind of woman that attracts someone that has depth and emotional intelligence and is creating impact in the world.
0: Ooh, I love that. Powerful. <laughs> um, well, we need to keep the conversation going. I think. Um, yeah. Feels like a good place to tie up this particular call, but totally. Um, let's uh, let's keep that conversation going. And yeah, I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about the the PR stuff, and then uh, and connect you with, uh, that other friend of mine. Um, if somebody's interested in reaching out to you, where can they go?
1: So you can find me, uh, at soulful underscore publicist. Uh, that'll be the easiest to, uh, find what I do. And then my email is on there. I, I do a lot of my conversation exchanges on email, and then we can set up a call or we can discover what it is that is most appropriate for you in this Okay.
0: Moment. Uh, sorry. I mentally checked out for a half a second there. Is that, was that your Instagram account? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Instagram account at soulful underscore com. I mean, not com. just <laughs> no.com.
0: <laughs> right. Tanya, thank you so much. This has been an unbelievable call. Uh, thank you so much for, for opening up and sharing and, uh, and also going a little bit deeper with my stuff cause, um, I needed it and need it. So, Thank you. Yeah.
1: I love it. This was, this was so energizing and you served me in so many ways. Like this awesome. was this was a very nourishing conversation. I'm very appreciative.
0: Oh, I love that. Thank you. All right, till <laughs> the next one.
1: <laughs> yeah, till the Thank next one. You. Yes.
0: <laughs> Bye-bye.
1: Bye.